Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 268. Let's go ahead and jump in part one. Before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to two people that I am so immensely thrilled and proud of. Uh, Megan Prioko, who just released her first book, uh, A Collection of Poetry which actually she's been writing since age 15. So it's a really, really cool collection. I absolutely loved it. I'm not normally a person who reads a lot of poems, but I couldn't put it down. And I really, really enjoyed this collection. And I want to give a second shout out to my good friend, Angelo Spinello, who I've talked about on this show and who today on Thursday, December 12th, has released his book, I Am a Professional Metalhead, which I'm excited to read. I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's all about his professional journey and how being a metalhead, a fan of metal music and being a musician himself has influenced his successful career journey. So these are two examples of people who decided to write a book, did it very, very uh, quickly. It didn't take them years. They did it uh, in one year. And uh, both books, uh, I, I can say that Leap is fantastic. I have no doubt that I am a professional metalhead is fantastic. And I'm looking forward to reading that one. But kudos to both of them. What a great way to end the year and, uh, and the decade. All right, let's go back into podcasting. Today, I want to talk about podcasting tools, specifically when it comes to scheduling guests. So if you're doing an interview or a conversation podcast, a big part of your time will be spent managing calendars your availability and managing the availability of guests, uh, whether they're ones that you book or potential guests that you want to have on the show. Uh, when I started, I started with the simple email, send me some dates you're available or times that you're available, but that got cumbersome and unwieldy pretty quickly. I tried different tools like Google Google Calendar, just doing it through one-to-one messages and emails. I switched to Doodle, which is a great polling uh, software or website if you haven't used it before. But all of those were really, really hard to manage. And as I started getting more and more guests on the show and more uh, guest requests, people who wanted to come on the show, I needed a more standardized uh, way of scheduling guests. So uh, I tried several different calendars and there are a lot of online schedules that are out there. I'll share the one that I use. It's called Acuity. Really, really liked it. I mean, this is what I used pretty much uh, throughout the, the later years and seasons of moving forward back when it was an interview show. And back then, Acuity had both a free plan as well as a, um, a premium plan. I think since then, they've been acquired by Squarespace and they only have a premium option now. So just be aware of that. And they are not sponsoring this episode. I'm just sharing my experiences using it back when they did, they did have a free option. Uh, but Acuity allows you to set up a calendar for appointments. Mark off times uh, that you're available. You can either do like a standard uh, weekly time or daily time, or you can uh, do individual times and slots. And I usually just did it by slots based on my availability. Uh, and then basically you you set up a calendar that you email to potential guests to book a slot. And you can, there are a lot of different features on it. I'll just cover a few of my favorite ones. Uh, confirmations, you can set an auto email responder, which basically lets the person know that they've confirmed a time. 
Uh, you can also have it so that it sends out, and I use this feature the, in the email, an FAQ. What do you need to know before uh, coming on the show? So what's the interview flow? Uh, do I need any special equipment or anything like that? I would just lay all of that out in the autoresponder, and it just saved a lot of time. Uh, reminder alerts, you know, things like that. There are a lot of bells and whistles. You can use just the basic features. Uh, but my favorite feature by far, and one that is going to be very useful to you, especially if you interview guests that are outside of your time zone, out of state, out of the country. And I had a, yeah, as the show grew, I had a lot of people from all different parts of the country, all over the world, is the fact that the calendar, you can set it to auto adjust the time zone, which is huge. So that when I set up the calendar, I would do it through East Coast time, but the person viewing it in California or uh, somewhere else in the world would be able to see it adjusted to their time zone. So uh, Acuity, again, I really liked it. There are many different tools out there. Try different ones. All right, let's go into part two. Today, I want to talk a little bit about editing your podcast, and there are many different tools out there. I use GarageBand. Whether I did interviews or solo podcasts, I basically use GarageBand, which is native on the Mac. There's Audacity. I know a lot of people swear by uh, Adobe, which has a, um, a suite that you, you can subscribe to. Uh, I mean, there are many different tools out there, and and a lot of them are similar in in functionality. I'm not going to go deep into how each one works. I just want to give you some tips on actual just general editing. Um, I will say when I was doing interviews, I didn't use since it came out towards the end of moving forward, but I talked about native recording through Skype and it's, I, I still think it's a great feature. If I were doing interviews today, I'd probably mostly use that, but I used a, um, piece of software that attached to Skype, a plugin called Ecamm. And I talked about this before on a prior episode and I would wear headphones whenever I recorded interviews. And Ecamm actually came with a suite of editing software. I, it, one of the pieces of software it came with was a uh, piece of software called Split Size of the Conversation. I think you can probably find it for uh, for free to download uh, off of somewhere like download.com. I think it's freeware. And basically what it would do is once I recorded the interview from Ecamm, it would save it as a file. I would basically be able to run it through and split both sides of the conversation. So in other words, I would have two audio files, one of me speaking, one of the guests. And because I wore headphones during the interviews, it was a very clean separation. And what I would do is I would plop both tracks into GarageBand. I would open up GarageBand. I'd have both tracks. They were one on top of the other. And basically my approach to editing was think of it Think of your sound file as one long ribbon. You're going to take a pair of scissors. You're going to listen to it. And if there are any sound artifacts, you can just cut it. And GarageBand makes this easy to do. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. So just like if there was like a sound chip, I'd be able to take uh, the virtual scissors on the editing software, cut it at the beginning, cut it at the end, and then trim it out. And GarageBand made that very easy. I think most of the editing software like Audacity or Adobe, it's going to be some similar. And because I had two separate tracks, if there was noise artifacts on one side, while maybe I was speaking or vice versa, I could trim that out without impacting the other side of the conversation. So that was the advantage of, of having two separate tracks. That said, if you're doing this through Skype's native recording, I don't think you can separate the tracks, but I still think it's a great way to record interviews. It's really easy. It's native. It's built in. So just, you know, I would recommend if you do hear noise or, or interruptions or something like that, 
again, I'm going to emphasize the best practice. Just stop the interview. Ask the person to repeat themselves. If you need to set them up, repeat the last question you asked. And then when you're going through the editing, trim out the uh, the 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 noise artifact, and then basically move the ribbon so that it it syncs up perfectly, and that you'll get that seamless quality. The one thing I will tell you about editing is that it is a rabbit hole. When you get used to this, it's not not hard to pick up. But you can fall into a rabbit hole of getting so obsessed with editing that you spend hours editing a half-hour conversation so that it sounds perfect. I'm going to caution you not to do that. Try to keep your editing to a minimum, even if you have sound artifacts, even if you have some ums or uhs or whatever. The point is that you should be working on getting better. And if you don't have a lot of time to spend, editing is one of those things that you don't want to get, get your time sucked up uh, into. Uh, your homework for this week is start mapping out your podcast. Uh, look at your calendar. If you're going to do interviews, start scheduling time slots to conduct those interviews and look at scheduling solutions for booking guests. And you can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Part three, The Secret Life of Bees by Sue Monk Kidd. I give it four stars. Beautifully written story about a girl who runs away from an abusive home situation along with her African-American housekeeper and caretaker. They happen to stumble upon a group of um, uh, African-American women running a beekeeping farm in South Carolina. They live with them, and it's just it's just a story told about the, their connection. And it was really, really charming. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, highly recommend. I'll be back next week. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward.